ladies! You're listening to the Ladies Gone Virtual Podcast. Do you want to work from home and start your own online service? This podcast is designed to replace your overwhelm and frustration with confidence and excitement. This is your host, Savannah Cochran. Join me every week as I share lessons I've learned along the way and listen to other women who have been right where you are right now and who are out there living their dream. I am so happy that you are here, and I cannot wait to see the things that you do. Let's get into today's podcast. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Ladies Gone Virtual Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1, and we're kicking off this season with an interview with Allie Martin, the owner of Fame and Fortune, a publicity and marketing agency for small businesses. Allie's going to be sharing with us her story and how she started her own online business and grew into an agency, and she's also going to be sharing marketing and visibility tips and strategies that we can use. These are the same types of visibility strategies that she uses for her clients and for herself, and has even appeared on shows like Rachel Ray and CNN Anderson Cooper. So you're going to really want to tune in, listen close, and even take notes for today's episode. Let's jump right in. Allie, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Savannah, I'm so excited to be here talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. So I want to just really start off our interview with you giving your own personal introduction to our listeners. There was a little bit of an intro from me, but in your own words, just kind of tell a little bit about yourself and also what your business looks like. Yeah, thank you. I am Allie Martin. I am based in Shelbyville, Kentucky. It's a small town outside of Louisville. I grew up here and um, just recently moved back. I am a a visibility strategist. And what that looks like is I help entrepreneurs with their social media strategy and public relations. So this is something I've done my entire career and actually went out on my own about two years ago and created the business Fame and Fortune, where I've now been able to work with businesses as large as Amazon and GE, State Farm, all the way down to brand new startups and kind of everything in between. What that primarily looks like is creating those social media posts that really get people's followers to spend money with them. So getting them to actually turn from a follower into an actual paying customer. And then with public relations, that really looks like pitching the media and getting new coverage in different publications, on TV, on podcasts like this. And I myself have been able to appear on The Rachel Ray Show, CNN's Anderson Cooper, and a whole host of other TV outlets, magazine articles, and everything in between. So this is something I love talking about. So I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk about it today. I mean, that is just so awesome to go from starting your own business into now, even last year, being featured on shows like Rachel Ray. Like that is so amazing. But can you take me back to that turning point from employee to deciding that you wanted to branch out and actually do this for yourself and own your own business. Can you tell me about your mindset or, or what was that process like? I love talking about that, Savannah. I'm so glad you brought that up because 
I had worked in public relations and social media marketing for the last 10 years. And I actually went through a series of layoffs and was just kind of looking around for the next opportunity. I had actually said a million times, I never want to own my own business. It just honestly seemed like thankless work. I looked at it as, oh, people that own businesses, they have to do so much more. They can't just work in their zone of genius. They also have to take care of accounting. They also have to take care of taxes. You know, they, they just wear a lot of hats. And it was just something that I wasn't passionate about. Although I had my MBA, I just genuinely didn't want to get into the other side of business. I wanted to stick with marketing, but I came up with so many different people whenever I would reach out and say, hey, I've gone through a layoff. I'm really looking for what that next right fit is for me. And so many people said to me, Allie, why are you not just starting your own business? We would trust you with any client. And I'm kind of ashamed that it wasn't an idea that I had, like it took so many other people coming to me and saying that before I actually believed it myself. And a couple of people said, you know, I'll even get you started. I have a couple projects for you that you can work on for me. So I kind of thought, all right, well, this will at least bridge me to, if I get another position, it'll just kind of give me something to work on until I get there. I genuinely still was not convinced. And so after I I had a few projects and was able to really look at the revenue and thought, wait a minute, I'm making more than I was in my last job, just in working on these few projects. And so that's when like the organization kind of came out in me where I really started like looking at a spreadsheet and I like started plugging in the numbers and I was like, oh, I can actually do this. And so for me, it took a lot of convincing and it took a lot of seeing those numbers in writing and really starting to piece it together that I finally was able to take that leap. So I'm, I'm not going to be somebody that says, oh, I was just really brave and <laughs> I just believed in myself so much. It really took a lot of convincing and a lot of pushing from other people, but I'm so glad they did because now when people say, how is it owning your own business? I say, I don't know why I didn't do it 10 years ago. Wow. So I guess that kind of answers my next question. So from never wanting to own your own business to now, what is your thoughts about ever going back to a nine to five? I think everybody really has their preference. And I don't think if I had never gone through those layoffs, I don't think I would be in the position that I'm in today. But I certainly don't mean that to say corporate America is not for anybody because I definitely think we need those certain uh, roles to make the world go round. But for me personally, I have experienced that freedom that comes with being your own entrepreneur. It's really stretched me as a business professional because I have been, you know, kind of something that I always thought whenever I was like, I don't want to own my own business. I genuinely didn't think I would be structured enough and disciplined enough to get up in the morning. Like I didn't think I was going to be able to get out of bed and like start working at eight o'clock. You know, I always thought, oh, I need that pressure of a supervisor or, you know, a manager kind of saying like, you have to be here at eight o'clock to start working in order for me to start working. But there's something that switches in you when you start to own your own business 
and you answer to your clients, your clients, that's how you get paid. And there's just something that I want to wake up and do this work. It's no longer this struggle of, oh, I have to get up and I have to get ready and I have to go into this job. Like I genuinely light up. I want to get to work and I enjoy working with my clients. So I think that's like the biggest shift for me is that I've now seen what that looks like. And so I don't think I would ever be able to go back, but I definitely think, you know, certain people just operate better, but I I would encourage anybody listening, thinking to themselves, oh, I wouldn't be disciplined enough, or I don't want to deal with all the headache of accounting and all that really consider what that looks like and how you don't know what you don't know, because I didn't know what I didn't know then. And I know now, and I know that I can take care of it. And my husband owns his own business. And so he had owned his own business for about two years before I started mine. And so I was really able to kind of get like a trial run, I would say, um, through him because I was able to see him work through some of those challenges and, and kind of that unknown world that we all kind of venture into of like, now, how do I set up an LLC and where do I get yeah. started? And luckily I was able to turn to him for a lot and say, now tell me what I do again. So <laughs> we, we kind of work together in that, but you know, I definitely think it's something for everyone to consider if it's in your heart. Yes, mine too. My husband has actually owned his own business since I got married. So I really have learned a lot from him and kind of take inspiration where it is possible, but there is a learning curve. And I also want to ask, kind of listening to you, how your work really did light you up and you loved it. But like, I want to ask, like, as you were developing and really starting to branch out and own your own business, was that work always the same level of of enjoyment for you? Or did it take a little bit of like niching down even within your own marketing field to really find what services that you wanted to offer? And was there any sort of journey within that process as well? Yeah, there definitely was. I think when, as far as what I know from kind of talking with other entrepreneurs, when you first get started, you kind of take on whatever just to make the numbers work. That's at least what I did. You know, I had somebody that said, I need you to ghost author my book. Well, I'd never ghost authored a book before, but I was a strong writer. So I knew that that was a task I could take on. So I took it on. That was one of the very first projects that really allowed me to see I can make the numbers work and take this to the next step. Because of that, I took on lots of copywriting jobs. Copywriting is not something that I've ever officially trained in. I've just done it a lot in my corporate career. And so there are things like that, that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily come out to people and say, I'm a copywriter because I don't see myself that way, but I can definitely get the job done for somebody. So, you know, I definitely think there have been projects along the way that don't necessarily align directly with me, but I think it was necessary in order to keep me moving. And I'm a big confidence person in where I am with my numbers and where I am with my workload. So I want to stay busy. I want those projects rolling in and I will work myself to death before I just sit in boredom and, you know, start turning down projects. So I do think that there's, you know, there's a lot of mentors out there that say you really should niche down. And I do think there's a lot of truth to that. 
when you can be known as the person that is the copywriter, or you can be known as the social media person, that's who everyone remembers in their mind. And that's who they turn to and say, oh, well, you need to call Allie. That's what she's an expert in. Oh, you need to call Savannah. So that's a goal. That's where we're working towards. But I think when you're starting out, you just need to make the numbers work, at least for me. And so I really said yes to almost everything that was put in front of me and just knew that that was helping me determine what I wanted to do. Because when I started my business, I kind of had an idea of like what I had always done, but I didn't know if I was going to offer website design. I definitely designed four or five websites um, over the last you know year, but I didn't know that that was going to be something I offered on my menu. So I think it also just gives us an opportunity to bring that money in so it can push us forward, but it also helps us see what we really enjoy doing and ultimately what that next project's going to look like that we can then go after and say, I really loved copywriting. So I'm going to go after somebody and say, Hey, I want to do your copywriting. Yeah. I I think of that kind of almost like getting paid to experiment (laughs) and see. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually just a really good way to get started is to take on projects and to learn and see what what you can use your skills for and to really find that space that you really niche down, not niche, but you really fit into. And then again, just back to where you really get lit up and you're excited to go to work every day and ready to wake up at that 8 a.m. and and do your work, which is a little bit different than sometimes in like our nine to fives where we may enjoy our work, but we're getting up at a certain time because we have to, not because we're excited about it. So I really like that. So you mentioned that visibility is kind of one of your signature services. So can you expand upon that a little bit for our listeners who aren't familiar with like visibility strategies or PR and things like that, and they're just getting started and give us an idea of what that looks like and how they can implement that in their business to grow? Yeah, I love implementing visibility at every level of your business. So what it can look like for a lot of people is ultimately what we're talking about in the sense of getting your name and getting your business out there so that you can get more customers and so you can grow your business. So for me, I I think what it starts with for most people is that social media. So I think we all know we need to be on social media platforms. Even if we are catering to local businesses, we still have to have some type of presence it really gives us credibility. People look at our social media to kind of determine who we are. So where I start with most people is saying, does your social media tell the story of who you are? The biggest mistake I see is people posting every sale that they have and every product that they're trying to sell on their social media. So it's just, hey, I have this for sale. Hey, this is a service I'm offering. Um, Hey, I'm discounting this this weekend only. That is not a strategy. That is simply you being a salesperson and a really bad one. Mm -hmm. And the way that I think we should start looking at social media is we need to tell the story of who we are. And that ultimately can transcend against, you know, becoming telling the story of who a business is, if you're running a business account. But I think for any solopreneur, we can simply just run our account as who we are. 
And so I like to break it down into what I call social talking points. And what social talking points are, it goes back to my day of whenever I was working in corporate America in PR. And so when you work in public relations and you're preparing a, a leader of the business for a media interview, we write out talking points for them. Now, these talking points are basically, we don't care what the direction of the interview goes, we want you to get these points across. So, you know, they'll use different tactics to make sure that they share those talking points and get them in before the interview is over. So with social talking points on your social media, that looks like what are the nine to 12 components of who you are in your business and what are those that we want to get across to your social media audience? So I'll give you an example. Uh, for me, it's Allie is one of them. So just who is Allie? Uh, the services I offer is one of those talking points. Um, testimonials from clients is another one. Client features. So whenever I've gotten a client into Martha Stewart, I mention that on my page. I have a podcast, so I'm sharing podcast episodes. So you get the idea. You start to break down who you are as a business individual, who your business is. And you map out what those nine to 12 topics are. And then when you sit down to plan your social media, and yes, I think we all should be allotting 30 minutes to an hour every month to sit down and plan our social media. It may not take you 30 minutes at first, but you eventually will get there. And you look at those nine to 12 topics and you go back to those topics every month when you write your content. And my theory is we really only need, you know, a couple of posts every week to really convey that story of who you are on social media. So that's, I mean, it's really like eight to 12 posts a month. Like you really oh, okay. can knock those out really quickly. And it, and honestly helps people break it down because you're looking at those topics and you're like, oh, I need to just talk about myself one time, one time in the month, I'm going to talk about myself. And so that just genuinely looks like how you asked me at the beginning of the interview, like, tell us about yourself. So that's your opportunity to reintroduce yourself to any new followers you've gotten over the last month. And, um, and make that face-to-face -face connection. People really connect with other people and they enjoy seeing the face and not just a stock image every post. I definitely think there is room for stock images, but um, it's not what we wanna see every post. So I really you know, walk with my clients and I also teach this in courses as well on how to break down your social media so that it's something that's working for you to turn your social media followers into buyers. And it's not something that is overwhelming. It is something that can take 30 minutes to an hour, one time a month, and you're set for the whole month and you truly can set it and forget it. Um, so I would say that's the biggest piece to getting started with visibility is, you know, those social media posts that we know we all need to be making, like, let's make them strategic and let's make it work so that we can get those people to buy from you. Okay. I really like that. That really does sound like kind of like a breath of fresh air <laughs> to say, you can sit down once a month and plan these. And here's a framework, you know, have your nine topics. And then to hear you a visibility specialists and strategists say 
it only takes a couple of posts a week and that is effective, that kind of takes some of the burden off because we hear a lot about you have to be posting 20 times a day and different, just crazy numbers like that. And then we hear so many um, <laughs> different things that we need to be posting and saying, but you're saying that if we're really sticking to our topics and showing who we are and our business, then that is going to lead to more sales and more clients. Yeah, because you're, you're building a relationship. You know, that's what the whole social and social media is. It was meant to be a way to connect online. We're not going to connect with other individuals if they're only selling to us. Like you truly have to take the conversations you're having online and think about how they would be effective in person. They wouldn't. So if somebody was constantly just coming up to you and saying like, hey, try this product. Hey, buy this product from me. You would, you would be so turned off by them. But if you really approach it from the way of like, I want to get to know people. I want to get to know them and build a relationship. And so how does that naturally occur? It starts with like, hey, who are you? Oh, okay, here, this is who I am. Um, you know, yeah, I work with these kind of people and this is some, some of the cool things they've said about me. Oh my gosh. Did you know I got somebody in Martha Stewart? Oh my gosh. Did you know I was on Rachel Ray? And then you really work backwards from that and just say like, oh, and by the way, I offer a social media success shortcut kit and it can really help you elevate your social media in 30 minutes every month. Um, like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I would love to get that from you. So it, yeah. as you can see, like, it sounds, I know like exactly what you were meaning when you say you hear those experts and I'm doing air quotes, you all yes. can't see them, but those experts are saying like, we need to be, you need to be doing five, re I saw something crazy. It said, you need to be posting five times a week. You need to be doing three reels a day which I've never done a single reel. So let's oh, wow. just, just say like, that's not something you have to do. If you like doing them, do them, but it's not something you have to do. And, you know, they say like 20 stories a day or something bizarre. There there's, let me just say, there's nothing out there that Instagram has put out and said, this is what you have to do to be successful. There is absolutely 100% an algorithm. And there's definitely ways you can break that. But if you come out and you are genuine and you are kind of showing all the different areas of your business and you're giving us a glimpse into who you are as a person and the multifaceted ways that you deliver uh, goodness to this world, then um, that's going to come across so much better and connect with people better than any type of structure I could give you that says like, yes, you need to be posting every single day. That would be so overwhelming for you and you would completely not get started at all. And that would not benefit anybody. So let's just, let's just clear the air right now. That is not something you have to do. I'm giving you permission right now. Great. I love that. And uh, if anyone listening did not bring their pencil and pen with them, if they're driving, I suggest you go back, write this down because I don't want you to forget because you're going to continue to hear all of that noise and continue to feel the pressure to do the five reels a day. And I want you to come back to this interview with Allie and know that that is not required and you can absolutely have success with this simple framework. And you mentioned a success kit that you have, a social media success kit. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's socialwithally.com. Um, we'll take you to a $27 um, social media success kit 
that really walks you through and dives into this framework that I've mentioned more in depth, and it will allow you to see exactly how you can lay it out. And I give you all the hashtags you can use, all the uh, templates that you need, um, the graphics. I mean, I give it to you all. So um, when I say 30 minutes to an hour, people don't believe me, but like once you have all these tools at your fingertips, you truly can sit down and knock it out. And it's something that I've been doing for the last two years. So I finally thought, oh my gosh, no one else is doing this. I need to tell them how to do this um, because it's been a game changer for me. It's given me back so many hours in my day and just the, the stress and worry about social media. And um, it, as soon as you have a strategy in place and as soon as you are kind of implementing that framework and um, you're confident about it, when you start to hear those things where the people say, you need to be posting five reels a day, you honestly laugh because you think, no, I don't. No, I don't. I am seeing movement in my social media. I'm seeing money come in. I'm seeing people reach out to me. I had somebody reach out to me this morning. I had a post that went up that I scheduled probably, uh, I guess, three weeks ago, because I always do it at the end of the month. And so I I scheduled it at the end of, of the month. And, and now three weeks later, it's posted. And somebody is already reached out in my DMs. And we have a call scheduled to connect. So I can tell you it works. And um, I really think like, I just want to stress you all take the pressure of the social media stigma that's out there off of you because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't help you in your business. You have enough to worry about as a business owner. We've talked about it. You have accounting to worry about. You have taxes to worry (laughs) about. You have marketing your own business to worry about. So like, just take that pressure off. Great. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, and so if someone wants to follow you and connect with you and continue to learn more from you and your content, where can they go to do that? If you go on Instagram and you can follow me at the Allie Martin and Allie is A-L-L-I-E. Um, so at the Allie Martin, that's the best place to really connect with me and getting to see my content in action every month and how I use my social Uh, talking points, but you can also, as I said, um, going to socialwithally.com to get the um, social media guide for $27. Great. And um, we will also have these linked all in the show notes for convenience. So you can go and check it out there and connect with Allie. Allie, this has been such a great interview of so many points that I hope everyone has been able to take away and, uh, and I'll just say it again, a breath of fresh air, uh, your personality, your business, everything just really is refreshing and makes everything seem more exciting and simple. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and helping us with that today. Well, Savannah, you are a joy and I'm just so glad that you're really sharing this message and, uh, you know, really allowing women to be empowered to, you know, be, be their own boss. And, um, so I'm really grateful that you had me on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk again soon. much for joining me today on the podcast if you enjoyed what you learned please leave us a review and share with someone who you know would love it too if you would like to learn and be inspired more join my facebook group ladies gone virtual with savannah cochran and you will have a community of women who are on the same journey 
helpful live videos every week and opportunities for me to create a personalized business plan just for you. I hope to see you there. Thank you.